Sports Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and we've got a special guest on uh, on the line with us. We've got Jennifer Degler. And so, Jennifer, welcome to the program. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. And and I always I should always ask this before I actually have a guest on, but did I pronounce your last name correctly? <laughs> yeah, it's just Degler. It's just the way it's spelled, but sometimes okay. people pronounce it all different ways. But well, good. Just Degler. I, I love it when a name is pronounced the way it's spelled because that's yes. not true with my name. So, yes. <laughs> um, but I'm super excited about this particular episode and, and we'll dive into just in a minute because I think when people hear that we're going to be talking about what men need to know about female sexuality, this has the potential to be our most listened to podcast ever, Jennifer. Yay, because yes. I think this is the, you know, one of the questions that so many men have is like, I don't get her. I don't understand. And I think, I think it'll also be beneficial to our female listeners as well. So I don't think that they're going to need to turn it off or go away, but I'm looking forward to it. But before we dive into our conversation, um, I just want to let our listeners know, as we do periodically, we're a listener-supported broadcast. The only way that you're hearing us or seeing us is because we have had faithful monthly partners come along, and um, we are coming into this year end of 2019. Uh, We had a a $51,000 need to really be able to help us to finish this year Uh, with all of our programs and services at full capacity and really be able to enter 2020 with all of them running. Um, We're about at the one third mark of that goal being met. So listeners, if you'd like to come alongside and help us to meet that goal before the end of the year, just go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. Well, Jennifer, I really am excited about this conversation. We, We love it when we get to have a female perspective on this program, because usually it's just a couple of guys here, me and my partner, Stephen Cervantes, you know, a couple of guys just talking about sexuality and relationships. So anytime we can have a female voice in the conversation, we are thrilled. So I would love for you to just be able to kind of introduce yourself to our audience and maybe tell them a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do in in ministry and the work that you do. And then I'd love for us to dive into this very specific issue of, of helping men understand, you know, what do they need to know about female sexuality? Okay. Well, I am a clinical psychologist and I love to speak on sex and help Christian wives put the sizzle back in their marriage. And so uh, back in 2010, I started a ministry called Sea Wives, which stands for Christian Wives Initiating, Valuing, and Enjoying Sex. Because those are the three things that after a woman's been married for a while, she can find it hard to do those three things, to initiate sex, to value it highly, and to enjoy sex. So we provide resources to help wives do those three things. Um, and we do that with the Dare of the Month newsletter. We do that with the 324 Club. And we do that with uh, my podcast and my blog there on, on the Sea Wives website. So I love to speak on this topic. And um I didn't plan. I don't think anybody, Jonathan, plans to get into this area. Um, It's always fun to hear people's stories like, how did you end up being a sex speaker and and whatnot? But now that I'm in this area, I just find that both men and women are really hungry for biblically-based information on how to have a, a healthy sex life. So that's what we provide. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so a lot of the, a lot of the people that are, that we are serving in our ministry, you know, they're coming from places of deep brokenness. So sometimes we feel like there's a season in which, man, there's just healing and recovery that needs to take place. It sounds to me like 
a lot of the the services and programs and resources that you offer uh, can have a benefit maybe for some of those couples, but also it extends beyond that, right? To just even those who are saying, we may not have deep uh, wounds or we may not have a lot of, uh, there may not be addiction present or some other kind of deep brokenness in our relationship, but maybe things have, maybe like you said, there's just maybe a, an ignorance around, around some of these things, or maybe there's just a, it's kind of, they've kind of settled. So why don't you um, share with us, where do you start with a couple that, or, or, a, or a woman that comes to you and says, I want to know how to really be able to live out a biblical marriage when it comes to sex? Yeah. And where do you I start? Think, well, and, and, and if I am talking to a woman that, you know, there's not been infidelity, there's not been an addiction. So there, we don't have that work to do that you're describing where there's been just a lot of brokenness that needs healing. But this is just your, say, your average couple, if there's such a thing as an average couple, and wives about what research shows is about six to 30 months after they get married, their um, sexual desire transitions from uh, a more aggressive type of, ooh, I'm feeling sexy, I want to have sex with you kind of desire to a receptive type of desire, where women really don't think about sex hardly at all, and don't feel a real need for a lot of sex. And so they're receptive, and they're like, if, so, if their husband says, you know, would you, would you like to have sex? They might be like, well, okay. But they don't actually feel a physical need for sex, and oftentimes don't even feel physically aroused until they're actually in the act of having sex. So let me ask so, you this. What, what, do they, what do they consider some of those factors that cause that transition after marriage? So much of it has to do with the difference between estrogen and testosterone. And so estrogen is, is a hormone that really puts you more in a receptive type of desire. Testosterone puts you more into drive. So we want to help wives who are naturally in neutral sexually. Like how do you shift out of neutral into drive since you don't, men have 10 times the amount of testosterone that women do. So, mm -hmm. and that puts you into an assertive type of desire and to drive. So what do you do when you love your husband and you like having sex once you finally do have sex, but you just never really think about it or really feel a physical drive for it. And so what I help wives do is to fan the flame. And I encourage wives to look at three areas. I call this the sexual desire triangle. And Jonathan, were you ever, do you remember the fire triangle? Were you ever like a boy scout or anything like that? No, I wasn't. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, do you, you but I'm you sure many of our fire? listeners were, so. Okay. All right. So uh, you need three things to make a fire. You need fuel, you need oxygen, and you need heat. So that, that's the fire triangle. And so what I've done is said, okay, as wives, we need three things to keep our sexual fire going. And the fuel would be a healthy, sexually responsive body. And then the heat would be an emotional connection between a husband and a wife. And then the oxygen would be healthy biblical attitudes towards sex. So when I work with women and when I teach women, I say, let's look at all three of those areas. And as wives, we have to keep working on those areas because your body changes over time. 
whether you're having kids or you're moving into menopause, his body is changing. So we have to work on that. Your marriage, that emotional connection, keeping that up as your marriage goes through different stages. And then as well, healthy biblical attitudes towards sex, which may be recovering from um, things like if infidelity or mm-hmm. addiction or pornography has been in a marriage or sexual abuse, past sexual abuse. So those three things together, if a wife works on those three parts of the sexual fire triangle, then she will find that she is much more interested in sex, much more sexually responsive. And overall, that couple will see that part of their, their marriage begin to sizzle instead of just, you know, go out. Yeah, it kind of just grows stale. Yeah. So, so let me ask you before we, because I would like to dive a little deeper into kind of what do you do in each of those areas. When you, when you initially share that, that triangle with a wife, um, what are some of the responses you get back uh, from wives who maybe they've never heard this or they've never thought of it that way? What are some of the most common responses that you hear from wives um, when you tell them this? Well, so many wives feel incredibly guilty that they do not have the same drive for sex that their husbands do. And it's really sad because we tend to, as, as women, we compare ourselves sexually to men and think that we have a problem because we're not thinking about sex as often as they are. When in fact we need to look at, okay, what does healthy female sexuality look like? And if this is the, is this is very much the experience of the vast majority of women, then this is what healthy sexuality looks like where we don't have a strong drive. And so, but we love our husbands and we, we want this to be a part of marriage. And so they can be very relieved when they hear it's not that they have this terrible problem. They just have to learn some tools to help them shift out of neutral and into drive and that this is going to they're going to have to put effort into this area just like women tend to have a higher drive towards conversation women have a lot more words than men do in general and so husbands have to work on okay i'm gonna have to come up with some more words for my wife i'm gonna have to come up with some more ability to listen to all of her words and to connect with that so this is an area where wives we, we just have to work on this area, but we don't have to feel guilty because our sexuality is not like male sexuality. And I think what you're saying is also helpful for, for husbands to hear in the sense that um, you're, telling, you're, you're telling these men that, and obviously I think we always work in a bell curve, right? There's always, mm-hmm. but the bell curve is that, hey, most wives want to be intimate with their husband. And so I think being able to, for a husband to hear that, listen, there's just some biological differences in drives. There's just some differences in some of those hormones and that kind of thing. But to also know that um, because we don't respond sexually the same, it's okay. It's okay. Like she still has a desire for you, husband. Right. And, and so I think for husbands to hear that, because sometimes, sometimes husbands also think that same way, like she should be as wired and excited as I am. And And they don't, yeah. And they don't understand why doesn't she express a need for my body? And like, he feels Mm -hmm. a need for her body. But for women, that's, like I said, after we've been married six to 30 months, that is going to shift. And that is unavoidable. 
And it's so cute when I work with couples in early marriage because they'll be like, oh, we're going to be the one couple. We're, that's never going to happen to us. <laughs> you know, and I just smile to myself because I think, no, you, you are. Um, and so for a husband to understand that it's, it's not that he's not attractive. It's not that he's not sexy. It's that for a wife, oftentimes we as wives, we have to learn to initiate sex, begin sex while we are not even interested in sex, we are not feeling a desire for this. And then at some point, assuming there is an emotional connection there and our bodies are healthy and responsive and we have a good attitude towards sex, at some point, your body's going to kick in. Those nerve endings are going to kick in. All that emotional connection, it's all going to work. And then a woman in the middle of having sex will all of a sudden go, oh, that's right. I do like this. Right. I forgot, and I do like this. This is fun. And at that point, she does want him, feel that sexual wanting for him. But then once they're done, she's going to go back to where that estrogen state of really the average woman may only really kind of think about sex one or maybe one, maybe two days a month. It tends to be around the time that women ovulate. And then other than that, we have to, as women, like even put it on our to-do list, think about sex because yeah. we are not naturally, our, our chemistry is not making us think about it. And so when a lot of women wives are thinking about sex, they're feeling guilty. They're feeling, oh, it's been a while. I need to do this. And it, it can feel burdensome. So that's why at Sea Wives, one of the things we try and do to help women shift out of neutral and into drive is we have our, our dare of the month. And so that's a free email newsletter where once a month we email wives a dare and it's a dare to help you initiate a creative sexual encounter with your husband. It's just something fun, something cute. And that's part of what I'm hearing you say is that if, if a wife can get into this, this new rhythm of thinking and responding and initiating that, that it's almost like um, it's a healthy retraining of of what maybe it would just naturally drift away from intimacy. Yes. yes. And so it's in, in the same way that you know what, listen, we got to train husbands too to say, listen, you have you have reduced sex down to like one goal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have to realize there's another person here that's full of emotion and a mind and you know all these other aspects to her being that it's not just about this physical act alone. And so sometimes we have to get guys to think beyond what their natural inclination is towards sex. And what you're saying is kind of similar for a wife, right? That you're getting exactly. her to think beyond her natural inclination towards sexual intimacy. Yes, yes. So when, when guys have that singular focus on, okay, let's just, let's just do the act, let's get it done that you know that's what testosterone testosterone is a very straightforward hormone versus estrogen actually one of the things estrogen does is it makes you more distractible which is why a woman can be in the middle of having sex and her husband's thinking oh this is going so great and all of a sudden she says we need to paint the ceiling yeah. you know and she's distractible and and so understanding we have to understand how male sexuality works understand how female sexuality works and live with compassion with that person who is different than us and, and work and help, help us as, as women. There's things men can do to help us 
and there's things that we can do to help men, but we're never going to be exactly like one another. We get bored if we were. I have to admit what you just said about estrogen and the distractibility thing makes me think that might be the one to this point, like the biggest nugget that guys are going to take out of this where they go, oh man, I get my wife a hundred percent better now. Yes. <laughs> like just knowing that. Um, but let's talk a little bit about each of these areas. So you talk about creating a sexually responsive body and po- positive body image. Can you can you tell us kind of how you help women dive into that a little bit more? So I know, you know, men, male genitalia is, is very obvious. It's just out there for God and everybody to see. And, and it's pretty, it's not very complicated. I always, when I'm teaching on this, I, I tell women, you know, uh, the male genitalia is a lot like a, a glorified water pistol. Um, and so... <laughs> It's just not very complicated, but for women, the, the genitalia and the way they respond sexually, it, it's kind of hidden away and it's more complicated. And so women do not understand their bodies. And so a big part of what I do is educating women about their bodies and about their genitals and how they work and how testosterone, because women do have testosterone and we need to maximize the little bit that we do have. So how do we do that? And teaching them the link between adequate rest and adequate sleep and a woman's body and how it will respond sexually. I teach them the formula of more sleep equals better sex. Mm. And how if a husband wants to improve his, the responsivity of his wife's body, then he needs to make sure she gets a nap. That's one of the best things you can do for your wife is make sure she's getting enough sleep. Um, because when when you when you sleep, your body is replenishing those those sexual hormones, and so most couples, most people wait until the worst time of day to actually have sex. They wait until ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And for women, that's when their testosterone lowest the level is the lowest. So they're actually setting themselves up. They're tired. Um, that's the number one thing that women report is an issue for them in, in blocking their sexual desire is that they're just so tired. So teaching women to think differently about their body and how to make it respond better. So you have sex earlier in the day or you make sure that you get a nap. Um, and once couples begin to understand this, then they're like, oh, okay. Then, then we c- he can come alongside her and help her, um, particularly they've got small kids at home. And understand that ultimately that, you know, him emptying the dishwasher um, and her taking a nap, um, all of these things come together so that she's more rested and then that way her body responds better. And I'd heard too that, you know, sometimes we need to realize too that there might be these sort of categories that we can sort of put our sexual relationship in. Um, you know, you've got the, uh, the the fast food sex, you know, you've got more of like the steak dinner sex, and then you've got like the seven course gourmet meal sex mm-hmm. and realizing that, and, and I think maybe sometimes what couples, what happens with couples is they get either, they get stuck in maybe that fast food because it's like, hey, we've just got to kind of squeeze it in here, so to speak, mm-hmm. based on our schedules and all that. And what I'm hearing you say is if a couple will take more intentionality towards really thinking through what is going to be the best um, time of day, the best body condition, you know, in terms of rest and all that. And so I'm hearing you say that it's not unromantic to be disciplined about 
your sexual relationship, right? There's certain things you've got to say, we've got to work at this. Yes, I would use the word intentional. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're waiting for spontaneity, which who lives a spontaneous life? Right. Uh, we don't. We don't. None of us live a, a spontaneous life. Instead, it's like, okay, when is a good? Is there a day this week when you both could meet at home at lunchtime and have a nooner? Because that sex at noon is so much more likely to be better for both of you and a woman's brain. The, the longer her day goes on the more windows she has open in her brain, like a right. computer where you've got all these windows. And so by 11 o'clock at night, she has 50, 11 windows to shut down before she can really shift into sexual mode. So understanding, okay, we need to get creative here. And everybody's creative. God is creator. He created us in his image so we can be creative and think outside like what we normally do. Like we wait until... We happen to be in the bed at 11 o'clock at night. And then at what a lot of wives will do is they will settle for it was good for him. Yeah. And, yeah. and so they just kind of want to rush through the whole process because they know, okay, if he'll have, if he'll have an orgasm, then we can be done. And I can finally lay my weary head on the pillow and go to sleep. But and that probably, time, and that probably uh, is, is a disconnect for your number two thing that you're talking about, about the emotional connection, right? If she's right. settling for, hey, it's probably good for him, then they're not having an emotional connection as part of that intimacy, right? Right. And also the third factor, her attitude towards sex will become more and more negative because then sex becomes something you do for him. And if it is something you're doing for him, then if you happen to be, well, I like him today, then you might have a good attitude towards sex. But if you're doing it for him and you're not feeling very good towards him today, then it's something that you don't want to do versus cultivating an attitude of, okay, sex is about oneness in marriage. God created it so that we as a couple become one and it draws us together. And so sex will only be as good for him as it is good for her over a lifetime, they, mm -hmm. they both need to be enjoying sex and seeing it as something. Yes, we do it as a couple, but I'm also doing this for myself and the way God wired men, men take a lot of pleasure from watching their wife enjoy sex. Mm -hmm. And I'll just tell you, Jonathan, if you don't know this, I hope this won't pop your bubble, but women don't really get much of a charge out of watching men enjoy sex. Right. I mean, right. we're happy for you. Yay for you. You're having a good time. Um, but it doesn't actually really do a lot for us. So again, if, if a couple can really begin to shift that mindset and say, okay, we need to really work on where she sees this as I'm doing this for me too. This needs mm -hmm. to be good for me. So we need to normally slow this thing down. Let's have it at a better time of day. Let's see what I can do to help me get more interested in this. And then if it's usually, if it's good for her, it's going to be good for him. Yeah. So we, we have a few minutes left. One of the things that I wanted to, to really ask is as, as you look at these three areas that you really kind of are coaching women in, um, what would be your, your instruction or your advice to the men out there as they're, as they're learning this and they're realizing, okay, so this is really what kind of makes it, makes sex 
best for my wife? What would be some things that you would encourage men to really do in response to this kind of an understanding now about how women are, are wired in this way? Well, first of all, understand that wives don't know a lot about their body. So encourage your wife to get educated and then she can help educate you. Um, one of the resources that we offer is, is my fan, the flame DVD where I am teaching. This is what it looks like. This is where I'm teaching to women and I teach them about their body and how their body works and how to create emotional connection in marriage and how to cultivate healthy attitudes towards sex. And what do you do if you have sexual pain and that mm-hmm. needs treatment? Um, many men will go their entire life and never have pain during sex. It is extremely rare for a woman to go her entire life and not have a period where sex is painful. Yeah. So understanding how that can then, uh, you know, treatment for that. So um, we need to educate ourselves and it all starts, I think, with having conversations where a husband just says to his wife, okay, what is it like for you to have sex with me? You know, we, and, and not so much like, what can I do to make it more pleasurable for you, but really being curious about what is it like for you and understanding her experience of that so that as a couple, they can then figure out like if she feels like, well, you know, I always, I just feel rushed. Okay. Well, then that helps suggest they need to be more intentional about scheduling time. Or if she says, well, you know what? I, it hurts a lot then he can be like, all right, well, then maybe we need to get you to a pelvic floor physical therapist. We need to talk to a doctor. We need to figure out why this is hurting. Um, So I would encourage him to be curious with her about what it is like for her sexually. And then that will help them figure out what areas do they need to target to make this better. Well, I love what you're saying because a lot of what you're saying right there is, is inviting in some ways, both of them into a place of real empathy. Um, and I'm convinced the older I get and the longer I've been married, I'm like, I think marriage really just boils down to empathy. Like, how can I better understand my spouse and try to meet her needs in a way that actually connects to her? Yeah, um, Jonathan, I call that compassionate curiosity, mm-hmm. where you're curious, but you have a compassionate attitude. So it's not curious, like, well, why is, why are you that way? You right. Know, Cause I want to correct you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Cause that's wrong. You shouldn't feel that way. Right. Instead to be compassionately curious. Like I really help me to understand. And that's great language to use. Help me to understand this. And then whatever your spouse shares to then say, is there more? And yeah. you're letting them know, I really want to hear what you have to say versus you know, you hear something and then immediately you want to defend against it. You want to, or you want to fix it immediately. Mm-hmm. We need to really take some time to be really curious and really understand. And then a lot of times we, we maybe just need to get some extra resources and some help in this area. Well, Jennifer, this has been a great conversation and I know we've only scratched the surface, but I also know you've done a lot of work in this area. So let our listeners know where they can go for more resources uh, to be able to get your your books and DVDs and whatever else you've got that would be helpful in this area, where can they go to get your stuff? So they can go to either my, both of these URLs go to the same website. They can go to jenniferdegler.com or they can go to cwives.com, C-W-I-V-E-S.com. 
and there they can uh, wives can sign up for the dare of the month and we will email them once a month that dare to help them initiate a creative sexual encounter um, we also have the 324 club which is free as well and that's where couples have sex three times in 24 hours um, whatever we don't want to know. You just got the guy's attention right there. Yes. I guarantee yeah. you just got the guy's attention. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a really, it's a really fun club. We have, um, we, we get up, we have over 8,000 wives who get the dare of the month. We have probably a little less than 600, um, couples who are up on the sea wives wall of fame. Um, and so at, if you meet the 324 club challenge, then you email us your initials or your pseudonym your city and state and the date you met the challenge and we will put you up on the wall of fame. And it's just a fun thing. It's a fun memory for couples to create. Sure, yeah. yeah. And then um, we also have thongs that women can order that say 324 club on them. Um, so it's just like this fun little private memory that a couple can create. And then it's forever memorialized with your initials or your pseudonym up on our wall of fame. But intentionally we want wives to break this cycle of thinking okay, we had sex, Woo, mark that off my list. I don't right. have to do that for a while. But instead to think, yeah, we're going to do this three times in 24 hours. And then also to see how their body becomes more responsive, the more sex they have instead mm -hmm. of being a sexual camel and waiting months, you know, just go ahead and have sex again in a few hours. And you'll see that your body is even more responsive. Um, and yeah. then we also there, we um, have my podcast, Tip Talk with Dr. Jennifer Degler. Um, available on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. I don't always speak on sex. I, I speak on emotional wellness and spiritual health and things like that as well. Um, and then there are blogs, blog posts that I've written um, as well on, on the website. And also my husband and I do uh, once a month on Facebook Live, we do date night with the Deglers. And we answer sex questions, marriage questions, and parenting questions. Awesome. So if they go, if they go to my Facebook page, they can see the old videos and the questions and we answer a lot of sex questions on those they can email in questions and maybe we'll be able to answer that live well this has been great and we'll put those uh all those links and everything in our show notes but jennifer thanks so much for what you're doing and thanks for your time to share all of this with our listeners today oh thank you jonathan thank you for what you do yeah well listeners we're always grateful that you're with us and we encourage you to go to these links that we're going to be putting in our in our show notes. And of course, you can always get more help from us at puresexradio.com or just uh, through Twitter at Pure Sex Radio. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next week on the, on the program. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.